0: Welcome back to TWTG again, everybody. I am your host with the most, Dylan here. I go D. James. I know it's been a month since I've done this. Gave myself a little break, even though I felt that I didn't need it. But over time, it helped me get a lot of new thoughts and perspectives on things and all that other fun little stuff, work on the light verse, you know, my flow at this point. I'd like to thank you all again, new and returning listeners, to this fun little podcast of mine. Really do appreciate the people that have sent me messages, DMs, and everything over time. And I left comments on the Spotify questionnaire. You too can find that as well on Spotify in the questions tab. If you can rate this podcast five stars, it does help me get this podcast off the ground and into the cloud that is... The metaverse, I guess. Or the internet. I guess it's still being called the internet before it fully becomes a metaverse. But you get my flow. It's great to be back. Took some time. A lot has happened. Deji's won a fight, which was good. The Queen died. R.I.P. And I know some celebrate it, but, you know, to each their own. Tristan has a tattoo. I know. We'll get to that whenever we get to that. And much, much more. Today's topic is one that can make or break most people nowadays. And as I've said before, I like to stray a gray line in between. Broaden perspectives and maybe bring in some new questions. Masculinity. I was asked to do this uh, by a close friend of mine. Who is also a great listener to the podcast and he knows he asked me to keep his information private as I will. I appreciate the suggestions as is uh, or as will everybody else, I'm sure. Now, over the past month, or I'd just say this summer maybe, for lack of a better term, we've seen a little tidal wave happen in the online space. And if I say this man's name, hopefully the Spotify gods or the podcast gods won't take me down or won't hit me too hard with the, with the hammer. If this blows up or something like that, I don't know. Andrew Tate was somebody that was brought offline. I know uh, the most recent episode with me and Brandon, I think it was number 70, I'm not sure. He and I briefly talked about him a little bit, gave our thoughts. Everything else, but there was more to it that I wanted to talk about, as you know, the ones with me and Brandon, we usually go back and forth do our thing, but there's something more to the topic that I wanted to address, and bigger than Andrew Tate, of course, but the whole topic of masculinity today, as this topic will, I'm sorry, this podcast will be called Modern Masculinity this is my perspective, based on what I've seen, what have I, what have I experienced, and what I've lived. And now, it is 10.19 at night. It is September 10th. I kind of waited to do this one late, before I have to go to sleep for work, just to give myself some pressure. You know, to hit the ground running, to get back into this. And I will do this as best I can. Hopefully I got another banger like the entitlement episode that seems to be a lot of people's favorite. Now, masculinity. I'm going to start with a little personal story. And I'm also start off by saying that masculinity and its positivity has saved me. In the year 2020, a year that kind of fucked with a lot of us, took a lot away from a lot of us. Took some from me. I was in a relationship at the time, I'd say with, this, with, with my ex, it had to be at least maybe, I'd met her in high school, we had a little school relationship, time went on, everything else, had a little fake breakup, cause you know, high school, the summer came, lived in two separate locations, Then we came back together years later. Well, one year later, and then we were together. But we knew each other for many years before that, so we had a friendship and a good relationship, honest and true. And I've talked about it briefly before, scattered throughout all these podcast episodes. It was a good time. And through faults of both of us, you know, things just didn't work out. We were moving in two separate directions, and other things happened in between. I at the time this is before I worked out and had these guns that I'm proudly displaying the 24-inch pythons the guns of the goat and it was before of course I was the goat D James now during this time looking back now and how I felt about myself I was moving in a straight line but I never really analyzed who I was at that moment in time. I am somebody that takes life day by day, and at that time, I didn't really give much attention to myself, as I am a very self-sacrificial person, similar to my father. Now, during this time, I was lost for a while. After our breakup, I was depressed for a while lost in myself and my own self-doubt, my own insecurities, and, as it would for most, brought me to a darker place. Not a very dark place, but a darker place. I personally feel that I've gone through many situations in my young life so far that have caused me to grow mentally beyond my years. Besides all the joking, besides all the tomfoolery you may see me or some of my friends that listen to this may see me do in the embassy or wherever, truly to my core, I am an old soul, but it is not because of the trauma or other things that one would call trauma in my life, but based on the things that I've gone through and the things I've learned, the things I experienced and how I internalize them, it has made me who I am today. Now back to 2020. During this time, I didn't have the clarity, the mental clarity or the aptitude to psychoanalyze myself and be able to sustain those thoughts in that time. I still had no mentor. I had no guidance. So I was lost romantically, longing for a relationship. And then eventually being so distraught in myself that I wasn't interested in a relationship for a time until I found my motivation. Now, for me, and the way my mind works, I'm probably going to butcher this word, but I have a bicameral mind. It's like someone else is monitoring a machine and they have another person inside said machine. If you ever seen somebody be like, oh, I had to talk to this person. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? It's the thought That starts turning the wheels, but then the body drives the vehicle. I know that's a fucked up metaphor, but hang on. I, myself, took a lot of time to find myself, and it was hard. I store my passive, destructive thoughts in the back of my head like a computer. It's like a pop-up, running antivirus software consistently, working on other things, but then... up. pop-up uh, let's just minimize that doing everything else i have 50 tabs in front of this bad one oh, pop Up, pop-up and of course me who is a recollective thinker i <laughs> to fight these thoughts they got hands but I, I got better hands though you know what i mean i'm human I, I deal with bad passive thoughts like anybody else but i have my own ways to cope and handle them thankfully but in that time in 2020 time passes you know I'm not interested in a relationship I just I'm like you know I just ain't got it in me and I've said before love is sacrifice right that is a big cost a part of yourself that is what you sacrifice when it comes to love I'm gonna turn this to masculinity in a second I gave a part of myself as well did my uh, my girlfriend at the time to each other, parts that you cannot get back, no matter what, even if you find somebody that'll you know, have sex with you every day and make you food in the morning and in the evening, you can't replicate a feeling at a point in time or try to replace it because it is of its time. Now, fast forward. Years go by. Again, this is 2020, so it wasn't long. And by years, I just mean many months and time and conversations in between and mental self, soul searching, so to speak. You know, I'm I'm very good at putting on a farce while like I'm fighting a war in my head, but everything else. No, I'm OK. I'm good. You know what I mean? I think it's part of the leadership role. I've become more accustomed to, even though I was very, very reluctant to it, even though it was thrust at me and I had no choice. So mentally. I assimilated and it was through masculinity, my masculinity, the masculinity that saved me. Now I have my inspirations, right? In my mind, my father is the greatest man who's ever lived and I'll try not to talk to him, sorry, talk about him too much because then I'll get emotional because that is one of the things that will get me, you know, it'll just undo me to talk about my father, a silent sentinel that he is. You know, I'm taller than him, but he is a man that stands taller than I could even fucking imagine. Now, a <laughs> year ago, or is it almost a year ago now? Maybe it was, uh, maybe almost a year ago. I'd say earlier this year, because I probably got my uh, timeline mixed up, and I'm also tired. Earlier this year, my father, who is a very self-sacrificial person, who will do anything for the family that he, you know, is is, is head of, had uh kidney stones terrible terrible thing to have now it was because long story short he just wasn't drinking enough water right that's the only health thing that my father i've known him to ever have in his life besides shingles but that just came with age so and he was fine with that 63 years old still in very good shape and very good health he just didn't drink enough water consistently over time and it just bam it just happened like that father is a mountain of a man again the greatest man that I will ever know in my life and he is my Superman you know, for those that don't know I modeled Zion of the Lightverse after my father because that is the image of my father in my head that is how I see him the most masculine man that I know a good man a fair man of course he is not perfect not a perfect man but a good man and he expects nothing from his sons but just love and respect and he never even had a father right he is the youngest of two sisters grew up in an all-female household but still found his footing He even told me he said son I never had a father I just I had no blueprint I just figured this out on my own That is the man, the masculine man that has given me focus, that has given me perspective, that has helped me be a a better man to the women that I know. And these days, a problem that I have with the world today is that everything is either politicized and you're made to pick a side and <laughs> stick it stay in absolutes you know everything is just an absolute nowadays and whenever someone brings up something it is never the question of why did they bring it up in the first place never was a thing you know it, it never is discussed it's never brought up it's just that person is wrong and when I see people like a Kevin Samuels or an Andrew Tate get all this backlash now I know Kevin Samuels was more scholarly more studious more calm in his delivery than Andrew Tate excuse me and I've done some research on Andrew Tate I've seen the controversial things he said or what people found to be controversial and things that were pretty tame pretty not not even controversial at all just very like simple fair advice maybe he's heard it somewhere before and just regurgitated it but it is advice nonetheless that I believe everyone could agree on Motivation simple motivation people could agree on and I'm not saying that I'm a supporter You know staunch supporter of Andrew Tate top G top flight or whatever the hell But I am someone who understands what someone says Now with the whole Andrew Tate thing one thing that I saw that came up Was his misogynistic views on women these were the taglines that I saw his misogynistic views on women He hits women right did some research I talked to Brandon he did his research on him a little bit found out that some things were fabricated right by people that just didn't like him because of the things he said and their view on it and of course it is never good in any case no matter if you like someone or not to fabricate fake information to try to dismantle them or deplatform them that is just simply wrong because living a life based on lies, I mean, it's horse shit, it's bullshit. Now, with Aunt Andrew Tate and the men, or, you know, the young men that looked up to him, I understand why people have a perspective and think the way they do, right? And understanding that is not giving justification. Understanding why someone murdered somebody is not justifying it. It's just analyzing. Now, with an Andrew Tate, or anyone else that is controversial and says things, the reason in which why they have followers is because it resonates with people. Same thing with a Donald Trump. Same thing with any controversial figure or non-controversial figure. The same people that listen to me. Charisma, I'm sure it plays a part as I guess I have some charisma myself, not blowing smoke up my ass, but also because of how they carry themselves, what they say, but it's also because of the individual and what they lack, a guide. Now, back to masculinity and how it relates. Young men in the society that we see today, and this is what I've seen, and I'm not leaning on any side when I say this. But from what I've seen, is a de-emasculation of men by certain women, bad women. And I will specify when I say bad women, because I hate to use phrases that are like, Oh, men do this. Oh, women do this. Females do this. Males do that. When there's a prefix to these things that describes the word fast man, slow man. Big women, small women. You follow? Now, I've known bad men. I've known bad women. I've known good men. I've known good women. A lot of those on both sides are listening to me now. And of course, you know who you are and you have my thanks. The reason why Again, people follow and listen to these people is because of the lack of mentors, the lack of people to show them the way or give them the tools and advice. When it comes to an Andrew Tate and the men that listen, they look at what's going on around them and they go to the people they feel resonate with them. And no one ever figures out a reason why we just point blame we don't educate we dismantle we deplatform and we bastardize and scapegoat people that is my problem because nowadays when i hear a masculine man right, right being tarnished just because of he, uh, just because of saying the word it is highly disappointing and off-putting to me because the masculinity that i've known has saved me, has given me new perspective, has inspired me to work out, has inspired me to better myself, has shown me what a good man is. There was a night where my father took me to work. I work overnight shifts like he does. And this was during a time where he was just going through uh, realizing he had kidney stones. And he didn't, he, we, we, we didn't know, he thought that he just had like a, a blockage, we thought he had like, a, like he was constipated or something And I didn't know this until after the fact But, you know, his bladder was, was blocked and it was filling And with that, it can explode and you'll die On a night I almost lost my father, I didn't even know that He was in bed in pain and I've never heard my father just, you know, moan in pain That is something that I can't even comprehend. I would literally start laughing if I tried to. So when I heard it, it was just insanely awkward to me. And he asked me, Hey, I could take you to work or whatever. You know, I had my own transportation, but, you know, just little things in between like that. Just nice little gestures like that. He insisted. And I felt really bad <laughs> because i truly could have i should have just stuck out the house and gone to work but a good man that he that he is he offered and he was in pain you know but my father again a quiet man he'll he'll deal with anything he can chop off his arm and he'll just be quiet about it and just think <laughs> but my symbol of strength my pillar of strength is my father and I dread the day, of course, when he leaves this earth, when it's his time. But I know he will be ready to go when it is his time. Because he is a strong man. Brought me to work, even though he was literally possibly close to just dying like that. He's like, nope, don't even worry about it, I got you. Got up, did everything. Moving slow, you know, never really see him move slow, but he got up, did it anyway. His strength, inspiring me to literally get my ass in the gym and just, it just lit my flame even, even, even hotter. It just, it just woke something in me. Who am I to complain about my situation when my 63-year-old father who works night shifts, me to just complain and, and act like I have problems, which of course I do, and it's not to squander mine in comparison to his own, but it's to realize that people, <laughs> you know, people go through it everywhere. But it gave me strength, it gave me the understanding, another new point of view on things, on life, on myself. And it pulled me from that dark place. I am no stranger to being put into positions that I would feel normally uncomfortable in. And I feel like I've become a man that is sustaining of, or, or, or liking this, this leadership role that I've forcibly been given because of my understanding. I have the qualities to do said things, truthfully what I want to know, but I understand why someone needs to do them. That is my strength, that is the masculinity that drives me and gives me good motivation to be a better person, to be a better leader. I've said before, masculinity is not what's toxic to the absence of it is, and me saying that is a form of motivation. I'm not one to turn it toxic, that is where the toxic part of masculinity comes in. To demean someone at the expense of someone else's ego, To demasculate people, men, right, whether they're gay or not, and shame them, and act like they can do no wrong. You see the sigma male memes everywhere. Some are true, some have points, and some don't. But the reason of which and why they exist matters, because people do not have these mentors. People do not have those people to look up to. This goes for men and women. Because femininity, right, and I hope I said the word right, sometimes I fuck it up, it can also be toxic. We see the memes, right? Art is an expression of life. Comedy is, <laughs> is, is, is laced in truth, in fact. We see how these things happen, but again, no one questions why. We just attack, disassemble, and take apart. Growing up, I had never heard the word masculinity used. Just the word, not toxic masculinity, mind you. Just the word masculinity taken and dismantled. And just cast aside. It led me, it led me to confusion. Because here it was, I, I, wait a minute. I I consider myself to have a lot of masculinity. I'm a masculine dude. You know what I mean? My father is the most masculine dude I know, a man's man, right? All these chivalrous qualities that I have, right? I consider myself to be a gentleman. Um, you know, what, 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 what's the problem here, right? I use Twitter as an, Twitter is an easy example, right? <laughs> but I see men, and this is from my experience, right? And I'm not leaning on any side here, but it's just a fact. I've seen men scared. To say, yeah, I'm a proud man. You know, I'm proud of what I do. Simple, good men. Not the ones that'll chase a woman when she's on her way to her car in the dark or a woman that's jogging on a long road alone. None of that. I know men that would protect those women to do those things. If a man hits a woman, right? I know men that'll stand up and be the first ones to to beat his ass. I'm one of those guys, and I consider myself to be a pretty masculine dude. The toxic ones. The ones that belliger people. The ones that try to slander others. Those are the toxic ones. The dude bros, as I've heard women in the space call them. Right? Those are the toxic masculinity traits. But any man that is proud to say that he is a man is not toxic. And I know some people in general, women, and even some men, that would assume those things. A man simply saying that he is masculine and proud of it. To be misogynistic. To be toxic. And it disappoints me. Because people... Don't take the time to understand or take apart these things. Again, finding the reason why they exist. Why did people follow Andrew Tate? Why did young men follow Andrew Tate? Because there is a lack of leadership. There is a lack of leaders, to put it simply. Men, good men, we see more than ever People being slandered for believing in what they do. And when it comes to the good things, to the things that inspire people, I see people just being taken apart for it. And it's saddening. It's very, very saddening. You don't rise someone else up by deconstructing something else that someone else is proud to stand on. You can't do that. You can't try to scapegoat someone's philosophy on life and bastardize it to put yours on a pedestal you become the very very same toxic kind of person that you hate so much you just have a different label to add to your name i've known toxic men I've known men that'll sleep with women, slap them around, and do whatever. Oh, fuck this bitch, fuck this, you know, all this, that, fuck that, fuck that, fuck this. Fuck everything. Oh, yeah, I can get this little girl here. Oh, no, she's a slut. I can do whatever. Right? I've known bad men to impregnate women and leave them with children that they don't even have the money to get an abortion for. I've known bad men. I've had good female friends. Beaten by bad men. Not men in general. Bad men. Terrible, terrible situations. Terrible people. But not all men. Bad men. And I've known bad men. And I've seen a lack of people willing to learn the difference between the two. The difference between positive And negative masculinity. As there is a positive and negative to everything. I would hope. That in time. We come to a realization. We come to a point where we can understand why. And talk about more of. Why people. Why these people that. Have these quote unquote controversial views. Right. And the reason why. People. Either flock to them. Or wanted them to be taken down. Do I believe that Andrew Tate should have been deplatformed? In my honest opinion, just from a bird's eye view. Again, I don't know the man like that or whatever. You know what I mean? He said some things I agree with. He said some things that I vehemently disagree with. Even though I know he plays a character. And some of it is an exaggeration. I don't know him personally, of course. Right? On face value. Right? No. He's somebody with a crazy ass perspective. Right? But there was no one that was like, hey... We have a promo minute. It's fun the light, you know what? I'm no, I'm feeling hot right now. Fun the light verse. You can find it through through my Link Tree. There's a GoFundMe. That was your promo seconds. Whatever the fuck. But anyways. I believe that there should have been someone to be like, hey, Andrew. Right? And I've s se- I have have not seen his 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 last video that he posted where he was saying of, of of what happened and everything and all that other stuff, right? I've only seen little clips and excerpts from it. But from what I've seen, I'm like, okay, right? This isn't an Alex Jones. Alec, you know, we, we know how fucking wild and insane that guy is and how much of a reach he has to even crazier people. But someone like an Andrew Tate, there should have been someone that was like, Andrew, I understand you're saying some of this, but... Have you thought about this perspective? Have you, have you thought about doing this and that, this and that? People get so caught up in a character and the caricature of somebody, an iconography of somebody that they are most unwilling to go to the source. Now, it is a humble stance. It is a very humble stance that is not beneficial to somebody to take a step back to understand someone else's perspective. I've done the work. I listen to people I disagree with. And even though sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, this person is just speaking shit from the get go. And I'm not even going to give them a chance to, to, to try to sway my mind or, 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 or I'm not even going to give them an ear. I put aside my stigma and I listen and I understand where that person is coming from. On my best days, on my worst days, sure, I may not even want to fucking hear it. But then I come back to the realization, well, oh, life is perspective. Life is Perspective. And we have to find a way to find a middle ground. To figure out why these people exist. Right? I believe. This is me. I believe. There could have been someone talking to Andrew. Hey man, that that probably could have changed his perspective. Most likely. But instead, the other side that wishes to educate people. Instead takes them apart. When I believe. We are at our strongest. When we all listen to each other. Maybe that's too idealistic. I know, but God damn it. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had a debate before. I don't know if you ever decided to listen to people, but it matters. It matters. That's how you bring clearer vision to people. That's how you change people's perspective. Because all that matters. It all matters. Masculinity saves the kid in the back of a classroom. That feels like he has no friends. That feels like he's lesser than himself. That feels like he can't get the girl that he likes. The girl that he stares at every single day. And she probably thinks that he's a creepy bastard. When in fact that he's a good man on the inside but not physically on the outside as he looks at himself in the brain. On how he sees himself. I've known those kids that are in the back of the class. They may have something going on at home. Those good men. On the inside, that deal with bad men on the outside, and they have nobody to look up to. I became that person for many people in my time and my later years of high school. To the freshmen, to the kids, to the men, the young men, rather, that didn't have a mentor. The good side of masculinity. Masculinity saved me. From a dark place and it made me the man that I am right now and it can do so much for other good men I know we live in a time now where we generalize more than ever but we are wrong to do so because we disregard the individual cases the outliers the good people on both sides and I ain't talking about the Nazis (laughs) You know what I mean? That is my perspective. Masculinity saved me. I needed it. It made me a better man, and it's made me a better person to possibly help people, to teach people, to do good things for people. Because I truly do enjoy this. I know I drop the odd pearl sometimes, but This is just my perspective based on many things that I've learned, many things that I've seen. As I said, I feel compromise. I feel like I've learned that differently than most, but also in how to be more analytical, to understand these things. I believe I am a good man. I know I am a good man. I've been told this. I've made mistakes. Who hasn't? But it is my masculinity that drives me to be a better person, to help people, to be a good man. And whenever, you know, I get a girlfriend or whatever the fuck that happens, you know what I mean? A better man in general to my lady, right? Whoever the hell that comes to be. It's made me more resolute. It's made me more compassionate. My compassion is tempered my more aggressive qualities as a man. Help me understand things as a man. It has just taught me so much. There might be a little skip in that. But it taught me so much, right, as a man in general. And it has made me a better person. And I feel that for a lot of young men, there are a lot of masculine leaders. It can do a lot of positive things right? You can be whoever the hell you want to be, but for the men that want to follow that, there is a lot for them. Again, I've seen it. I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it, and I lived some of it. To be the man that wants so much for yourself, to see the other guys that the women flock to, the the, either the jocks, Right Or the hoodlums, you know, the hood guys, the strong hood guys that a girl was like, oh my God, I love him so much, da-da-da-da-da, and he ends up leaving her pregnant with a kid that he doesn't even want. I've seen that to good women with bad men that did not themselves get the same masculine, fair, strong, compassionate leader. It is very important. And I've said this before. People need Mentors. People need mentors. It is a hard role. It is a humbling role. And it takes a lot out of somebody to teach someone else. It is a hard thing to do, but it still is possible. We have to try. We have to try. We have to try. We have to try. I feel like I can encounter any problem. Sure, that may not be 100% possible. But with the positive traits that masculinity has given me that has saved my life gives me that perspective, gives me that hope to at least try to inspire other people to try. Again, for that quiet kid in the back of a class, I was never that. I was pretty, you know, I, I was popular with my homies. I wasn't the most popular, but I was in the middle, like the avatar. But that kid in the back of the class or that kid in gym class who just isn't strong enough, who just isn't fast enough. I would always be that guy to, hey, you can come on my team. You know what I mean? He'd be one of the first people that I would pick. Because I know what they're going through. I can see that. No one brings attention to it or asks why. But I was that guy to bring attention to that, to bring that person in to the, to the larger fold. And give them that structure, at least some of it. I only wish that I was a better man then to help them now. To help. To help them understand why, Right? I've seen it before, and I've been asked the question. And this might mess around with the ladies of the Dragon Ball fandom. I love y'all. I love women. You know this. All due respect. Some guys would wonder why a woman would love a man. And this... (laughs) Shade, if you're listening, I love you. This isn't to spite you or or to uh, poke you out or anything like that. This is just a, uh, a metaphor. Right, I've seen women that like Cell. and obviously he's a genocidal homicidal maniac that wants to kill everybody and destroy this whole planet and you know the world and all that other stuff. A lot of the times, and this is something on men and women, we all have unrealistic expectations about those that we like and it has standards so high. Right? That they are absolutely unrealistic because in reality, everyone knows. I will never meet someone that's like Bulma, 100%, right? A, a big booty titty waifu. I'm not saying that's all I'm into, but that's just for the example. And the women that are into super strong murderers and psychopaths. Obviously, there's some appeal to that to everybody, with the women and the men, to some degree, right? I love myself some evil women characters. I was a Shigo simp and a zula simp before it was even cool. But with that comes an understanding of why. Ask why. Understand why these things happen. That is very important. Obviously, everyone knows that no women can ever meet a cell, fictional character. No guy can ever meet a chi-chi, fictional character. Traits that relate to people. Certain people, men and women, not all people. Good people, not the bad people correlation between the two, two sides to the coin. That is the same. But that is just my perspective. That is what I've felt. That is what I've seen and learned. I have no problem with a man doing feminine things, right? The masculine thing, let's say, you know, working out, getting strong, doing macho manly stuff. I've known masculine gay men, I've known feminine straight men I just have some feminine qualities that do feminine things. But the toxic thing to do would be to either, you know, one call them a faggot, number 2 slander them, right? In any way shape or form, 3 do anything that is highly offensive, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Somebody on Twitter again brought up this thing to me about if a guy uses the word female to refer to women and makes them bad. And I'm like, well, how is that a red flag? Again, I'm generalizing their statement. That is not their exact words, but that's basically the Excuse me, damn, that's McDonald's. The, The gist of what they said, right? And I came in like, well, I've used the word female just as, you know, as an alternate word to women. Never really gave it much thought, never really used it negatively, right? We say things with connotations and hidden meanings and entendres all the time. But, uh, never was anything that was bad tied to it. I said, well, in a case where it's not being used discriminatory or slanderous, is it fine? They doubled down and disagreed, and I was like, "Well, I mean, on paper, you know what I mean you're not making much sense, I gotta vehemently disagree. I mean, your thought is your own, but truthfully speaking, when I say female, it's just yeah this 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 woman that is a female, you know what I mean <laughs> you know the the water is blue you know this shit like that. it's not to use it for a slanderous thing, but again, that was equated to." Toxic masculinity. Toxic men. Again, bad men. Not all men. Bad men. Again, I've known bad men. Seen them. Come to blows with some of them. Toxic men. Now, <laughs> you guys have heard my brother before. My older brother, rather. Brandon. Brandon. Favorite knucklehead come on the podcast, give his views, and wanting a traditional woman, right? Now I will probably have Brandon on a future episode, and we'll talk more on that. His his personal views, right? And I'll have my thoughts about them and everything. But understand, because I remember this this female friend of mine. She came up to me and she said uh, she she didn't really understand right, to a T, and I understand she didn't know my brother like that, but I thought he was overly misogynistic, that he was a toxic man, and I said, no, my older brother is a more traditional man, I have traditional qualities too, right, what you seek is not what you attract, right, I had a, uh, my, my ex-girlfriend was a very, uh, you know, was a very strong woman, you know, mentally, strong mental fortitude, and I really love that about her, And, you know, still do. And, you know, it's things like that, that don't turn me to being a toxic man. Because it is my masculinity that understands how there are masculine women. Right? In terms of their bravado, how they carry themselves, how they act. Versus the toxic ones that generalize. Just like the bad men that do. And I've known both sides. Still know people on both sides. It's a very fun road to walk. But with that, those are just my thoughts on modern masculinity. Oh, is there anything else to say? I don't think so. I'm doing a Google search of my brain right now. But I'm also tired. But hopefully that was entertaining and informative for a lot of you. Please let me know if I uh, (laughs) spit facts. I'm feeling hella rusty. Again, I gave myself a little break off the podcast grind because I knew it would pay off in the long run. And it has. Thankfully, thankfully, thankfully. So... I thank you guys for listening. Every single one of you that decided to support the podcast will get a special shout-out from your boy. Please rate the podcast five stars and share it with a friend or a family member. I'd love to get as many years on this podcast as possible. I always enjoy talking to you, the people talking about new topics. Hope to get more guests on soon. I'm working on that. Timing is a motherfucker. And all that other stuff. So, One more thing I will say. And this is in reference to crushes and things like that, right? I am someone that is allured to someone's uh, better qualities. To someone who... Uh, I'm not saying anybody in particular. I mean, let me say that right now. Not anybody in particular. But <laughs> there is a... In, in terms of, of love and how it relates to my masculinity, right? Because I know there is a toxic way about going about those things, and a fair way, you know, the good way, the good side, right? As an alternate to the word toxic. When it comes to a woman, and liking one, right? I've seen the case. I know how crushes go. You say you like somebody, they say no, and it feels like you've just been hit by Thor's hammer. I felt that, (laughs) I fear that, you know what I mean, because the feeling is just like I lost that little Uzi video, I lost, you know what I mean, I believe that uh, it can turn a man to bad things, now I know for a lot of men, or some men, the topic of love and loving a female can undo them. It is hard a bad woman a bad woman keyword bad can undo a good man and make him bad and the reason why a man goes down that rabbit hole of the masculine things the Sigma male things right not all Sigma male stuff is bad they can turn bad toxic Sigma male qualities from what I know again My father is the greatest man that I've ever known. And he taught me everything I need to know about masculinity. The world, of course, helped shape that. But masculinity, in its best, most pure form, saves good men. Because it saved me. I am still learning. As everyone is as many people are learners but we won't get anywhere unless we understand why these things happen and if we don't there will no there will not be any better men there won't be any better women we will all suffer continuously and I hope to try to continue to bring attention as to why these things happen so They say be the change you want to see in the world. Do the work. Do the work without completely alienating or exterminating one side. Seek to make it better. Seek to make it better. Thank you all again for listening. This is TWTG with your boy Dylan, the Go D. James. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Good night.